welcome to What I Wish I Learned in Law School. My name is Audrey Earhart, and I, just like you, am a practicing attorney, but I'm also the CEO and founder of Practice 42. At Practice 42, our goal is to build and sustain successful law practices across the nation. We do that in so many different ways, and I can't wait to talk to you more about that. Right now, I want you to know we're going to go ahead and focus on how you can become the next guest on my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School, and share so much of your journey with our audience. I'm so excited. It's going to take about 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and jump in. With us right now, it's Jim Kaler. Jim, your law firm is Kaler Law Firm. You are in Richfield, Ohio. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. All right. Give us an overview of of what your firm does. Uh, My firm helps people with long-term care helps people who have chronic illnesses uh, to try to help them maybe prevent or delay their need for long-term care. And I help people who have special needs. Uh, and I bring along nurses to look after their care if they need care or look after their services if we're trying to keep them from needing care or if they have special needs to try to make sure they're getting what they're supposed to be getting to support them and spouse if the spouse is the primary caregiver to try to make the situation as I wish I could say as good, let's just say, make it as least bad as possible. Yeah, right. Uh, my suspicion is that you got into this area of law based on some personal experience. Yes. Uh, you, stumbled, you stumbled into it, did yes. you? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it was really a perfect storm. My law firm and I had a big falling out because I was doing uh, a type of law for businesses. Yeah. Um, very regulatory, so that taught me to speak bureaucrat, which works great in the Medicaid VA world. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to represent a developer who went to put 300 homes literally on my street. Uh. And we talked about this before I hired on. They said, oh, yeah, no problem. And suddenly money was on the table and it became a problem. Hmm. And at that same time, my wife's grandfather, who had dementia, not sure we ever figured out what kind, mm-hmm. uh, because of the dementia, forgot that that walker there by his seat was his and broke his leg and he couldn't stay home anymore because his wife couldn't help him in the shower because he couldn't help her. Help yeah. Him in the yeah. Uh, so yeah, I came to it uh, because of a family uh, experience and as luck would have it, right as the rules were changing in 2007 with the Deficit Reduction Act. So big change and I was learning it as it happened. A lot of students in law school right now uh, might have grand ambitions to practice law like they've seen on TV or whatever, you know, they're imagining. But what is the perception of law from when you're law school versus the reality? What are some of like the the headline kind of major differences about perceived what being an attorney is like in the real world versus, you know, what what folks may think? Um, in the in law school, they teach you to think like a lawyer. I wish I could say that 100% of the time. Yeah. In law, some law schools teach you to think like a lawyer. Many law schools teach you to pass the bar exam in that, in that state. Still, some teach you to think like a lawyer. Um, but in law school, it is very theoretical and very short on actually what it's like to practice, to have to build time. Uh, keep track of your time during the day, which can be actually quite draining emotionally yeah. to, to keep track of everything. Um, and not had very little discussion on how to find business, very little discussion on choosing what you want to do, mm. what fulfills you. Yeah, I mentioned I was in a, in a kind of law for business, and it was fulfilling for a while, but 
the law changed. Uh, actually, the law didn't change. Government policy changed on how important the law was I was working in, and it made it much less interesting and certainly less fulfilling for me. Yeah. So uh, I wish there was an opportunity to help law students figure out what might fulfill them. Yeah. Of course, at 22 to 25 years old, they may have no We're idea. We're just guessing. Either. We're just guessing. You know, <laughs> and, uh, I came into what I'm doing now after 25 years and something else. Yeah. And I'm never going to get rich doing this, but I really am glad I'm doing what I do. It's emotionally, it's well, rewarding. Yeah. Rewarding. You know, you, you get to work with clients that likely express personal appreciation to you. Maybe I've even mugs, I've gotten tears. Cookies? Gotten cookies occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although, frankly, many of my clients shouldn't be messing with the oven, but, you know. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of personal satisfaction out of it because I'm looking at people like my grandma. Yeah. You had mentioned, you know, about um, a lot of the minutia that's involved tracking, billing, that sort of thing. Um, so, obviously, you know, Practice 42, we're really big on systems and 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 really dialing in systems and delegation and 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 so that we can do more of what we really really want to do that high impact customer facing client facing kind of work um but what are some of the things that you've put in place to help you to you know kind of be able to do what only you can do um well the easy thing and, and sorry to practice for you too for saying this <laughs> most of my work is flat feet yeah uh, I, I know what I'm getting into going into it. Uh -huh. I have limited my practice to what I choose to do. Yeah. And we have a flat fee for year one. Or we have a flat fee if down the road we end up having to do a Medicaid application. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have a flat fee, you know, adjustable as inflation. Comes yeah. Along, but we have a flat fee for us to continue to help because of my nurses and the life care services approach. We want to be there and back people up, have their backs forever, as yeah. long as they want us. Right. Assuming they're not a whole client. Uh -huh. So as long as they want us, we want to be there for them. And so them having some idea, knowing from year to year, it's going to cost about this, gives them peace of mind, gives me peace of mind. And I will admit, since I don't have to track my time hourly anymore, right? that emotional suck of tracking my time. Yeah, yeah. Away. You get to just be client focused yeah. as opposed to, yeah. you know, always like staring at the clock kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then now that said, I mean, obviously you're tracking your customer, your, your client's information yeah, and no intake forms, you know, all that yes. sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do you use Clio for that or what? Like, how do you? I um trying to go paperless as much as possible, which yeah. is almost impossible, right? Uh, especially in the world of government regulation, because they have to give you notice by U.S. mail. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of scanning, but as much as possible inside the inside the computer. Yeah. But I have chosen, because of what I do, bank account uh, statements and social security numbers, yep. things like that. All of my client records are in a computer that doesn't touch the internet. Yeah, Backed right. up like crazy on hard drives. Right, 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 right. I, I won't go cloud. I yeah. Just, like, it's not comfortable. Sure, that. sure. Uh, over the next two to three years, where do you see your firm focused? What, what, what kind of impact do you have in your community? Or what are you most excited about? I'm most excited about uh, being able to help folks with the life care services model because I'm it took me five years to find care coordinators that I trusted. Yeah. Because it I was it took me a while to realize I was looking for personality more than skill set mm -hmm. and more than resume. Yeah. 
And but once I found the personality rise, yes, that's the one I want. Yes, right. That's what excites me because I'm only a year into the one I'm really devoted mm. to. Um, well, and now three of them. Um, so I'm looking to grow that model to help people not just legal issues, but care issues and help them align their legal issues, their care issues, and their money to try to give them the chance to live the life they choose to live as best they can under the circumstances. Yeah. Say someone's listening to our conversation, they'd love to reach out, connect, partner, um, you know, if you're hiring in the future or network, you know, that sort of thing. Um, what are the best ways to get a hold of you, your website, et cetera? My website is protectingseniors.com because people oh, cannot what a, spell, they can't spell my last name. So yeah. I had to go with something that Pro- they could spell. Protectingseniors.com. I love my it. Tagline is protecting seniors and people with special needs. Mm. So it fits right into that. Yeah. Um, and they can. There's a contact page on there. My blog is protectingseniorsnews.com. Although I will admit I'm way behind blogging. <laughs> sure. Uh, Aren't we all? <laughs> and there's a contact page there. Or if they want to email me, it's James at protectingseniors.com. It's my first name. Uh, that's not my primary email address, but with my last name, I learned yep. very quickly. Let's now, give them an easy just, one. Yep, that's that's easy enough. Uh, James, thank you so much again. Protectingseniors.com. Protecting Great domain. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you. It's Audrey Earhart here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School. Listen, if you are a successful attorney and you want to share your message and you have something that you want to give back here, I would love you to be to have you there to be a part of my program. And that's again, the What I Wish I Learned in Law School platform. That's our podcast. This is where you're really going to have the opportunity to share our amazing message. And listen, if you got something out of this interview, it's really important that you share our podcast with your social media. It's not just about our social media where we're going to be putting this out on our Instagram, Practice Ready 2, our Facebook, Practice Ready 2. You'll even see it on my LinkedIn, Audrey. And you'll also see it Practice Ready 2's LinkedIn as well. We really want you to be part of this community so we can get your unique message out. We're putting out so many, so much content on a weekly basis. I know you're going to find something that piques your interest. You can learn from, share with your audience too. And listen, you can just do a quick screenshot of your phone number and text it to a friend so they can take a look at everything. They can see what you're up to on social media. They can see what we're up to. And really, this is the way that we're going to help our lawyer community learn what they need to know. There's so much that none of us learned in law school about how to run a business, how to optimize our processes, how to get the right marketing for our practice, how to use legal technology, which changes on a daily basis. Listen, let's get connected. Let's stay connected. I'm so appreciative of you for being here. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.